Hello, what's up, Guan, and welcome to Tea and Talk, our podcast for moms where we discuss hot pepper topics, chat with notables, influencers, and share our everyday lives with you each week. We're all native Brooklyn, Caribbean, American moms living in the suburbs and giving you a dose of how we navigate life in the hood, motherhood, sisterhood, childhood, the neighborhood. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you do, like, share, subscribe, and comment. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to Tea and Talk. It is the holidays, and nothing says holidays to me like a black Santa. <laughs> I mean, I am just, I, you know, when I see a black Santa, I'll tell you something about that. It takes me back to my childhood, because I remember one time my mother made us wait for two hours at Macy's mm. because she refused to have us take another picture with a white Santa. And years <laughs> before that, she was always ready to go on the quick line. But I don't know what happened in that year. I guess her girls just started getting older, started noticing our hair was different than her hair and everything else. So she decided to make sure that we had cultural, cultural relevance. And she never looked back. And so that's why I felt like this topic is so important because what she did for me and my sister, us growing up in a very modest Caribbean home in Brooklyn, it literally set the tone for me as a parent for the rest of my life. Tonight, we're going to talk about the cultural relevance of Black images and Black heroes, right? We're talking about Black Santa. We're talking about Black dolls. We're talking about what that means for young girls and boys in the year 2019 and the millennium, right? Because in the 80s and 90s, this topic was one that was just starting to become something we were aware of, right? We did the black doll test and we found out that black children literally gravitated more to white dolls than black, um, black dolls. Um, and now, you know, the question is, is it still relevant? And um, so we're going to have two guests on. We do have two guests on that are going to share their thoughts and insight and talk about what they've done in their families and communities. Um, we have Jerry Barrow on. Hello, Jerry. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. And we have Jahan Woods. Hello, Jahan. Hi. Thank you for having me as well. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really excited about this conversation. Hello, Renee. How are you? What's a guan, everyone? What's a guan? <laughs> and my Haitian intellect. What's up? Good evening. Good evening. And to the Trini Socialite, Diane, how you doing? Good evening, everyone. I'm happy to be here. So let's get into it. I told you a little bit about my mom and what happened with us growing up. And then I fast forward to my son and the fact that, you know, in this day and age, we have, um, I, my, my son, my husband is African-American man and he grew up in a black neighborhood in a white town. And I remember when my son was two years old, he played this song for him that was on um, YouTube called Santa Claus is a Black Man. Santa Claus is a Black Man. Yes, I love that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he played it for him. And I didn't realize it at the time, but like literally later on, he started singing it to other people. 
And it made me feel really happy. It made me proud because then I thought back to what happened with me as a kid with my mother with all these images. And then two years ago, my mom, who's now in her 80s, she's not decorating her home anymore for the holidays. And she gave me a gift that literally made me cry. Growing up in our house, we had two black Santa. We had a black Santa and a Mrs. Claus that she would put in the front window and it was electrical. And um, so it would move its arms and stuff. And she handed them to me. She was like passing the torch on. And I was crying because these two things are like, they're like maybe 25 years old, but they're still working. And every year my son looks for Black Santa and Black Mrs. Claus and he puts it right up in the window. And to me, I feel like this is what's building his confidence and his identity. And it makes me really proud. Um, I personally, yeah, I thank you. I, you know, I personally feel like these images are so important for us, especially when we're raising our kids in suburban towns where there aren't a lot of us, you know, I think it's really important. And I think that the way we craft it has to be important too. I mentioned last week about that black, that eight, that 10 foot, I think it's like 10 foot black Santa that I put up in front of my house and all the neighbors <laughs> drove past and almost had car accidents, like looking at my house. Um, I think a couple of them call realtors probably as soon as they got home to move. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but it made me really proud because um, my son now every year wants to put up the big black Santa. Right. Um, so those are my thoughts on it. I really do feel like it's important. I do not have a girl. But I do know that I grew up with black dolls and I think they're important as well for us, just in terms of like giving our girls an understanding that there are all different images out there and everyone is beautiful. But we have experts here to talk about these things. So I want to give them the floor for now. Um, Jahan, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've done. Um, sure. And then Jerry right after that. Well, my name is Jahan Woods. I am a child um, and adolescent psychiatrist. Uh, currently treating college students at one of the universities here in Texas. Um, and um, I, you asked like how I contributed in some way or um, how or why this topic was important to me. It really stemmed from like you, you know, trying to find a Santa that represented my family. And so I have a set of twins, they are four years old and we would frequently, you know, not frequently, I mean, they're only four years old. So three years we went to malls um, and had their pictures taken with Santa. And I just felt like I didn't get the experience that I wanted to get. I really wanted my children to see this magical, beautiful, you know, Santa Claus figure to represent our family. And so looking, you know, looking all over the internet found almost nothing um, and decided that if I'm having this problem, I'm pretty sure other families are having it as well. And so that's where um, Find Black Santa comes in. Um, and you know, I successfully funded a Kickstarter to get the app, mobile app going. Um, and now families all over the world can search and find Black Santas in their communities. Um, I'm so proud of this work. It's a labor of love, but I think it's so important for our children um, to see in their communities, you know, um, positive people um, that look like them. Hi, um, my name is Jerry Barrow. I'm currently the entertainment editor at BET.com covering film and television. I am a career entertainment journalist for about 20 years now and I'm a father of two wonderful children, 17-year-old boy, just turned 17 this week and our daughter is, 11, is 10 going on 11 in February. So if I have any level of expertise in this area, it's because of them and my wife. 
and we definitely had some thoughts about um, representation and as it pertains to Santa Claus and in general when it came to our children and what they were exposed to early on. So I am very, and I'm also, as a member of the media, very conscious of the types of images that we put out there in general, at least, at least myself specifically, and I'm looking forward to having this conversation. Just quickly about me. Um, so my background, I'm Jamaican, but both my parents uh, were born and raised there. I was born and raised here. Um, and my parents never let me believe in Santa. <laughs> not for one second. They wanted me to really not for one minute. I don't remember ever believing in Santa. They always mm. wanted me and my sister to know that they bought us our presents and they worked hard for it. So it just like Santa was always fictional to me. Um, and, and then for, so, so my kids, they're, um, as, as Colette mentioned, they're biracial. Uh, my husband's Italian and he loves Christmas. I through like, not from a childhood, but I don't, I don't really love Christmas that much. And so when we had kids, Thanksgiving was really my holiday and Christmas was his holiday. So he's so gung ho about it. He's like I said, he's Italian. And I just kind of let him fly with it, not really thinking about it when we had kids. Um, but I always knew that I wanted to make sure that, that they had lots and lots of representation with other images. Santa was never important to me. Um, but like um, for both my kids, they, since they were very young, I just taught them all about like, just you know being black and they're all different shades of black. I wanted them to be proud of who they were because um, I have uh, biracial little sisters that are much younger than me. And they kind of grew up without really identifying with a race and it left them lost. So I always wanted my, ha my kids to have an anchor. So I always presented them with images like, we always watch TV shows with African-American characters. I get Essence Magazine to the house and literally in print so that they can see it and see all these different beautiful women with different shades so that they would always be able to identify with being black and having that as their, like, their anchor and their base. And they both have self-identified as black. Um, and so, and they have black dolls and uh, they've got a lot of representation beyond Santa. And now I feel like I dropped the ball with it, to be honest with you. I feel like I, I wish I could backtrack a little bit and maybe we have like one white Santa, one black Santa, but. That's a lot of work though. Yeah, now we're it here, is. so it is yeah. what it is. But they, like, beyond that, I, I do feel that representation is very, very important and they do have lots of images. And another thing um, going with black dogs, I have a son and a daughter. I'm so glad that like American Girl doll and um, different, uh, you know, different doll makers are really recognizing that there are so many different shades and hair textures and that they're kind of um, customizing dolls so that you can have you can get a doll that looks exactly like your child mm -hmm. yeah i think that's really important i remember my first black doll was tamu and this was back in the 80s because you know i'm old right or maybe even the 70s i think it was the 70s her name was tamu and she was very dark and beautiful skin but she did not have 4c hair oh I mean, back then, we didn't really know what 4C hair was, and I'm pro I'm probably the toy makers was cheaper for them to just give her a little curl, yeah. you know? <laughs> but um, looking back at it, I mean, Tamu would say things like, watch it, sucker, 
and you know stuff like that which was probably not appropriate but at the time I was I just loved me some Tamu and I would say the same thing she was saying you know um yeah so anyway and then there was a tv reference do you guys remember that episode of good times when there was a black Jesus of course do you remember that episode That was yeah, groundbreaking as far as yeah. I was concerned, because you, mm-hmm. when you read the scripture, you never really thought about it. And then when you're reading it and you're looking at that image of black Jesus, you're like, wow, this really makes sense. Yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. was black. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to holidays, my parents have five kids, my parents together. So um, the, the Haitian, Haitian culture has three L's, l'église, la caille, l'école. Church, school, home. So when it comes around the holidays, it's always centered around one of the three. And it just so happens that Negli's church would be my focus. My mother's very um, God-inspired, God-fearing, God-loving, all of that. So um, we, for one, we didn't get presents. As five of us, we didn't get presents. You know, we would make things for each other and just share it with each other. So all five of us, we didn't get presents from our parents. I mean, the most we would get is socks, but... Even that was rare. Um, so oh, when you, that's I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. My parents were not. My parents were not really big on holidays and stuff like that and giving out presents. I mean, you you'd be lucky if your birthday you got to go to McDonald's. Honestly. Oh wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Five kids back in the seventies. That's and 80s. true. That's so true. When it came to the holidays, Christmas especially, my mother would have us in church, and you know, me and my sisters would, and my brother would be in the choir, so we would sing. And we never really got any representation outside of Jesus for that holiday. It was all God-focused, Jesus-centered. So I never really had that whole Jesus is black, Jesus is white. What we did do is, as my brothers and sisters and siblings, we would sit down and watch, you know, ABC or CBS. We would watch all of the Christmas cartoon shows. Rudolph, and even now, we'll send out notes to each other via text or on our webpage and be like, hey, they're doing Rudolph today on CBS at eight, make sure you watch it. So we'll all make sure that we still watch it even though we're not in the same household anymore. So that's that's what the holidays mean for me. It's more okay. so me and my siblings just being together, doing one thing that we could all say that, you know, we all did this as we were kids and we instill it in our kids. So when it comes to my kids, um, I have a funny story. CBS started selling this black Santa. And I mean, he was, he was not big, big one, but it was like the mid-sized one. And I went to every CVS in Long Island, Nassau County, looking for him. And he was sold out in every single one. So I brought the little ones and I put them all around the house. And I said, this year, the minute I see it, I'm gonna buy it. So I'm walking home, I'm running to the LIRR at Atlantic and I see CVS and I see it in the window. I run inside, I'm I'm running to get the train, pull out my credit card, buy it. And the man's like, that's the last one. It's 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 the showroom, floor room one. And I was like, I don't care. I'm taking it. I purchased it, and it's downstairs. And it's the it's my biggest black Santa. Now I don't mm. tell my kids Santa's black. I don't tell my kids Santa's white. I don't tell my kids Jesus is black, white. Right. I don't tell my kids Jesus is a good man. Santa is a mythical creature. We we leave him cookies and stuff like that. Santa comes to the house. He tells me what you do, and then me and Daddy decide if we're gonna give you gifts or not. So I always try and just make sure that my kids understand that we buy the gifts. The holiday is really about Jesus, and that if Santa does show up, it's just so he can snitch on y'all. Period. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the current political climate 
and the message it sends to Black American families because, you know, color is so, I would have to say because we are all connected, there's not five channels anymore. There's 500 channels. It's not just one place, one arcade. It's like you can go anywhere online. Because color is so representative around the world, how do you feel Black families are dealing with the holidays and with the political climate that we're in? I feel, you know, it's it's really disheartening, you know, what we see on um, media, social media, TV, et cetera. I mean, there are so many devastating stories about young Black people um, who are dying um, at the hands of authority figures who we should trust, right? And so those images, those stories are really, really disheartening and really scary. Um, and I think, um, I think it could potentially cause some fear, you know, of Black people, of Black families, and how we, you know, interact with those entities, right? And so I think it certainly has an impact on Black people. Um, and I think by, you know, intention, by families intentionally seeking out positive um, experiences for our children that are essentially, you know, race related, meaning they are, um, uh, they explore or um, showcase or celebrate, you know, our culture, I think is really going to be helpful in um, kind of dampening some of that burden, you know, that many of us carry. And so one way, you know, and this is certainly not the solution to, and I don't, and I and certainly don't mean to trivialize this at all, but I do think that even the smallest experiences that we can, you know, um, have our children exposed to, you know, as simple as a Black Santa, you know, something that is lighthearted and um, magical and beautiful, um, I think is so important for our young people to see, which is why, which is where my passion lies, especially for, you know, my two young children. If I can, you know, answer, just to give some background, my father's from Guyana, my mother's from Grenada. Um, they did not really promote Santa either when I was growing up and with our own children. <laughs> I'm sorry? Thank you. <laughs> yeah um and with our own kids we let them know that it, it was it's us that's buying their gifts we never really told them oh santa's coming no that was dead that was not yeah, happening right. How, <laughs> <laughs> however we did it, you know if, if santa is a made-up character what's wrong with him having a different cultural representation so yeah the santa clauses in our house were black and still are black um and I think it was really important, more important than the Santa was um, the president. My son's now 17. He was 10, was it, is that right? He was, when Barack Obama was um, elected in 2008, that's now 11 years ago, he was young. So he was more like seven. Yeah. So he internalized the fact that the president looked like him. So for a school project for President's Day, he had a picture of Abraham Lincoln that he was supposed to color in and he colored in him in brown because the president that he knew at, at, at least was brown and mm -hmm. I thought that that was really striking that he had internalized that in that way and it shows you how that's the case for non-black kids throughout their whole life they everyone right. they see in positions of power 
looks like them. So they assume that that's what that person is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually brought Justin with me into the <laughs> voting booth to vote for Barack. So he knows that's the only president he knew. So now to answer your question, he's looking at the world like what's going on. Um, right. He's act, obviously more, more savvy, more aware. He's got Google, knows how to use it and sees what's happening and he'll he sounds very very concerned when we speak in the car he'll just say dad why are we killing the planet what's going on don't they understand that the coral reefs are important (laughs) he's just a very intuitive young man Mm. um and it's it's more heightened because the school that they both attend now is predominantly white early on in their education, they were going to a school in Queens Village, which is no longer open, um, but there were more black and Latino kids there. The school they attend now is in Manhasset in Long Island, and they're one of very few black students. So funny enough, I did I played the Santa Claus is a Black Man song for him a couple of Christmases ago. He got a good chuckle out of it. But um, I try, we both try to instill a cultural and racial pride without, without othering them. Yeah. Uh, we don't want it to make it seem like it's something that's out of the ordinary. We just say this, we present it and let them absorb with it. My our daughter has kind of taken on the more I'm black stance. You know, she has, <laughs> to the, she has the American doll, American girl doll named Kendall um, that she has in all the family photos and goes everywhere with her. So she's internalized that for herself as well. Um, and she... We didn't really coach her, but she came home one day and said, Donald Trump is a very bad man. And we were like, like why, why? we asked her why. She just said he doesn't like people that don't look like him. And wow. that's, that's just something even the smallest child can internalize without much prompting. It's, it's, really, it's really crazy. Thank you for listening to Tea and Talk. If you like what you heard, please like, share, subscribe, and comment. Until next time.